How's it going, everybody? This is the Nitty Gritty. My name is Chad. With me, as usual, is Leonard. This is a show about wrestling. And this week, we are going to be bringing you a review of the most recent wrestling event, which was, obviously, the Royal Rumble. Yeah. So, Leonard, famously here, doesn't watch a lot of current products. So, before we get into the show, Leonard, were you... Mm -hmm looking forward to this at any point or were you like oh man i just want to get this over with no uh as we talked about um this is the first time i'm watching mainstream wwe programming since last royal rumble because we did this last year and i didn't really know what to expect because again i've been following on the news but i haven't been watching the product i can say i don't think i've missed much um i enjoyed the show for the most part there were things I liked. There were things I didn't like. Um, but, I mean, this didn't encourage me to start watching week in and week out now. No. Uh, I'm sure that I'll watch WrestleMania and we'll probably do a show about that. Uh, but, but yeah, there was nothing here that, well, there is something I really hated and we're going to talk about that. But most everything else I thought was fine. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to getting into it. So let's get started. We've given you a lot of Royal Rumble related shows. Uh, leading up to this and we have one that will come out after this our uh, fever dreams uh, but let's get to it uh, obviously it took place January 29th 2022 at the St. Louis Missouri at the Dome at America Center the attendance as they talked about during the event uh, was 44,390 people uh, there was a pre-show panel as they do these days uh, but uh, there wasn't any matches that I could see uh, that happened before the live event. Um, the Saturday showing of this, Leonard, is a bit annoying to me. <laughs> like, like, I'm used to certain things on Saturdays. Like, I'm used to UFC on Saturdays if I really want to watch one of those. Um, but to have wrestling, WWE wrestling, if they're going to make it a common thing to happen on a Saturday, I'm not, I'm not for that. But, Have they said anything about why this was on a Saturday? Or? No. Well, as far as I know, I haven't read anything. I mean, I know that they do two nights of WrestleMania Saturday and Sunday. That's yes. under understandable why they do it that way. Uh, but, yeah, I have no idea. Um, and, unless they're, they didn't want to have any of the NFL games, you know, bleed into them. I, I you know. that That's a very good idea. I was thinking that maybe because – they don't have to deal with pay-per-view. That was maybe pay-per-view limitations. Oh, you do Sundays. Right. Um, so now they can do whenever, and maybe Peacock said Saturday. Saturday might be a big night for that. Or, you know, back in the day, and even, you know, today, most of your, like, your smaller shows, they're on Saturdays. You know, the indie shows I go to are usually on Saturdays. Or um, And back in the territory days, your month-end show or your big show that you would you know, promo for your TV, I think was usually on a Saturday. So it, it may be something like that, or I would guess you're probably right. That was probably just trying to avoid the NFL. Right. Well, in any event, um, I was able to watch it and we were all snowed in on the East coast. So first matchup was Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns. And Seth Rollins would win that match by disqualification. It would go 14, 25 and I will just say these two guys have worked together before many times. Um, maybe not when Reigns was the heel, 
this is the first time I think that has happened. But uh, these guys know each other very well. There's a lot of history. I did like Seth Rollins coming out to the Shield music and coming out in that getup. I thought that was interesting. Um, the match itself was fine work. The ending is terrible, in my opinion. Um, I, you know, because, and this is going to be a theme you'll hear more from me as we go on here. The WWE's booking is so predictable to me and just transparent. They give the DQ here. So what does that set up? That'll set up another match at the next event, which was Elimination Chamber, I guess, in Saudi Arabia. Um, it'll be maybe with a gimmick, maybe not, but it'll be, a, you know, it's a it's obvious what they're doing. They just want to have Reigns get, get another opponent before WrestleMania. We know now who his WrestleMania opponent is likely to be. Uh, we'll get there. But, yeah, the work was fine. I didn't like the ending. Leonard? See, I actually hated the entire thing from start to finish. I thought it was right. horrible. Um, it, it, it's to me a big problem with current, maybe I have with current day wrestling, is like it was bad actors performing a poor script. Like they weren't doing anything because they naturally felt the urge to do it. It was because they were told to do it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, no, in that, in that we agree. Like the WWE's layout of matches is so formulaic. And, yeah. You know, I've, maybe I'm just used to it, but like, you know, they do the same style every time out of the gate, the same setup of moves, the same trajectory of the match. It's very, everything about it is very predictable and very humdrum. You know, I mean, these guys are good workers. So, which is why yes. I thought the match itself was okay up until the end. But I agree with you in terms of, I mean, you know, it's all just, you know, ordinary. Yeah. I mean, I, my problem with the match itself is I thought the table spot was way too early. Like I actually, I actually looked to see if I had accidentally hit a button and like lost five minutes. <laughs> And it, because it's like, wait, that's way too early for them to be outside and to do a table spot like that. And uh, the match itself, it seemed like they would do a move and then milk it. Yeah. Like there yeah. was no real flow. Do do a cool move, milk it. Do a cool move, milk it. Um, when Seth Rollins was on the mat and he was doing the shield fist and he was saying, I will always love you. That was so corny to me. He might as well have been saying Martha for as bad as that was. Uh, the finish I hated, and here's I actually I rewound the finish and rewatched it. I don't know if Seth couldn't see, but Charles Robinson, when he picks up the arm, he extends it. So when Seth comes down, he grabs the rope. Ah, uh, interesting. Yeah, and, and at first I, I thought he put his hand on the rope, and I was like, no, 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 no. And I rewound it, and he doesn't do that. But when he lifts it. The arms, for those of you on YouTube, you can see how I kind of have my arm. It's kind of bent, and when he lifts it, he straightens it, and then it falls and he grabs the rope. So I don't know if it somehow got communicated that Seth couldn't see where he was at from the angle, but I thought that was kind of cheap. And again, yeah, they just did the DQ so that they could set up something else, and the chair shots after I thought was a kind of a homage or a tribute, whatever you want to say, to – uh, the Mick Foley and, and Rock match, which we talked about recently. You know, you're at the Royal Rumble. You have repeated chair shots by the Rock's cousin. So I assume that was 
played in, I, I would guess someone mentioned that, you know, oh, hey, let's do this because, you know, Rock and Foley did it. Well, uh, these a, a regular bit in AEW right now from Sean Spears, uh, who mm-hmm. formerly was in WWE, is that he'll come in after a match is over and hit somebody. He's known as the chairman, <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> and he comes in and he hits people with chairs repeatedly. Um, they, and that happens every week um, on, on their show. But, uh, but yeah, you, you could be you could be right. Yeah, I know. To me, that was the first thing I thought of because yeah. it wasn't just one chair shot; it was many. And of course, not nearly as brutal as that match before, but that came right. to mind. So yeah, I didn't like this match at all. Um, and and again, I know these guys are good workers. I know these guys have good matches, and maybe that was being me, being having watched having watched the regular product for so long that something that was so formulaic and maybe something you're used to seeing, as you said, to me, it really stuck out now the rest of the matches i kind of felt that too but it wasn't agree as egregious as this one was for me right and you were talking about the kind of the approach of the move you know milk it type thing this goes into um psychology to me and like jake roberts has a podcast with edp right now and they talk about psychology sometimes um and the fact that jake roberts is really good at it was really Mm -hmm. good at it and can teach it um, and he, he talks about how that's missing from a lot of today's workers in the ring. And, uh, I, I do think that that's a big problem in WWE in general right now. I think the way the matches are laid out, they're too scripted and too like by the numbers is the best way I guess I can put it. Yeah. Yeah. So the next match was the 30 women Royal Rumble match. And that went 59 minutes and 40 seconds. And I'll just uh, quickly list the participants here. Number one was Sasha Banks, followed by Melina. Then Tamina, Kelly Kelly, Aaliyah, Liv Morgan, Queen Zelina, Bianca Belair, Dana Brooke, Michelle McCool, Sonya Deville, Natalia, Cameron, Naomi, Carmella, Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, Ivory, Brie Bella, Mickey James, Alicia Fox, Nikki A.S.H., Summer Rae, Nikki Bella, Sarah Logan, Lita, Molly, Holly, Uh, Ronda Rousey, Shotzi, and Shayna Baszler. And your winner was Ronda Rousey, kind of extending the whole number 28 winner thing, because as far as I remember, the number 28 is the one that's won the most. Um, So Rousey was favored to win this, if anybody pays attention to the odds of such things. Uh, Mm -hmm. She was the heavy favorite. I didn't know if she was coming back or not. I thought it would be more likely that Bailey would come back. I was totally wrong there. She is apparently still injured. Um, But Rousey came back and the rumble match itself was the women's rumble match needs some, needs some work. It just does because what they're doing now is they're relying on people that used to be in the, with the company to come back and do like a short cameo appearance. And you have Charlotte flair in the rumble. Why? You know, <laughs> they, you know, they commentators give you a reason, but come on, like, this isn't a Lesnar thing. Like, why was she there? Because they needed people. <laughs> like, yeah. you can't tell me it's any other reason than that. Um, there were some cool cameos. I loved, even though it was so short, I love seeing Ivory. <laughs> it was just, yeah, it's, you know what? That felt like a fever dreams booking because it wasn't yeah. Ivory. It was right to censor Ivory. Yeah. And then when Molly Holly came out, it was Mighty Molly. 
So yeah. it was like very specific gimmicks for them. <laughs> right. Um, so there were some cool cameos. I think some of the cameos probably fell on deaf ears for some of the fans there. I wonder how many of the people in the audience really remembered some of those people. Um, obviously, people remember Melina's entrance because, you know, she did a little bit of that. So obviously, people remember her. Um, but some of the other people, I do wonder how many of those people uh, fans remember. But anyway, uh, Rousey came back. I thought she looked a little awkward, to be she honest. She did. Um, I, you know, they kept her 28 for a reason. I figured if she was going to come back at all, she'd be one of the last ones. And sure enough, um, she obviously just had a child. And that's awesome. Um, but she did look a little awkward in there to me. And her winning, I, I don't know. It seems that maybe the natural go-to would be to renew her rivalry with Becky Lynch. But who knows? I mean, she eliminated Charlotte last. So maybe they'll do something there. Um, this match was just, it was okay for what it was. The cameos are fun. But I think overall, the women's Rumble match doesn't have flow. And it needs to have a flow they've cut so many people though it's kind of hard for them not to have all these little short cameos of people so anyway you could kind of go on down that road a long time but yeah you know if if the idea is we want a match that's going to build storylines for wrestlemania and help develop some of our talent this didn't do that at all did i think it was fun though i thought it was fun for the most part Right. Um, I like that each of the women, when they came in, got a little showcase. You know, they got to hit a few moves and, and, and got a little in there. They were telling these little stories um, in there, like the stuff with um, uh, with, uh, with uh, Sonya Deville. And I love the thing with the jacket. You know, she's, in, yeah. she's got the jacket on. She's not ready to go in. But Sonya De- Deville and Naomi and how they actually played the Cameron cameo into that. Right. Some of that uh, I liked. Um, Actually, Charlotte Flair was my pick to win. Um, I did a um, rumble uh, pool and I did a rumble pick them. I was three for three on the pick them. I didn't. Well, I let me say this. I I had um, Roman Reigns winning and he kept the title, but he lost by disqualification. And I went with Charlotte Flair here. Because I figured, why would they do the, – because the idea was, well, if she wins, she can pick her own opponent. Why even make that a thing and then not do anything with it? Right. It's Chekhov's gun. We're going to introduce the gun, but we're never going to go back to it. So right. I figured that's what would, would, would happen, um, which didn't. Uh, I, for the Rumble pool, I had numbers 6 and 22, which were Liv Morgan – and Nikki A.S.H. And Liv Morgan actually impressed me. She had a really nice run here. Yeah. You know, usually they pick someone to just be in there for a long time. And she was the one that got that. And I thought she looked good in that. She's um, improved like, a lot. Yeah, she has improved a lot. Aaliyah was probably the only one here that I wasn't really aware of. I knew the name. I liked her. I thought she had good fire when she came in and some good good moves. Um, you know, and mentioning the little storylines, the bit with Nikki and how she turned on Rhea, and then uh, the bit with Mighty Molly, uh, you know, was was that. I don't like the Nikki character. The amateur superhero character is dumb. It's really dumb, and I think it's very different from what she was known for up to that point, being more of a hard, hardcore wrestler. Yeah, I, I like saw her better as Nikki Cross. 
Yeah, I saw her years ago when she was uh, – no, wait a minute. I say that wrong. Uh, Sarah Logan used to be cra- Crazy Mary Dobson, correct? I honestly do not know. Okay. Well, I'll have to look that up as, as we talk here. But whoever Crazy Mary Dobson was, I saw her. And, and, I, th- and I can't remember if that was Sarah Logan now or that was Nikki Cross at one point. Um, but, but anyway, there was a lot of, like, little comedy spots here that I liked, but there were still – you know, serious elements. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was fun for what it was. Uh, again, the difference is, do we just want to do something fun and cool or do we want to use this as a building block? They didn't do They didn't do that. And the Mickey James thing was very, she came out, she had the belt, she had the music, she had the, her basically her impact entrance. They mentioned it. Yeah. And that was, that was it. They didn't make a big deal about it and I don't think they yeah. needed to. Right. But it it was it was recognized, and let and let me say this too, um, that Rumble pool that that uh, the Rumble pick'em that I did, somebody and, and one person uh, chose, and again this was choosing who would win the Rumble. Mm. One person chose Moose <laughs> because of the impact angle, I would guess, and then one person chose Nick Aldis, who's married to Mickey James, and I actually thought Nick Aldis might show up. But we're but we're getting off on onto onto other stuff. But yeah, I, I mean, I actually enjoyed what it was. But yeah, if you analyze it, it doesn't do what it needs to do for it. So our next match is Becky Lynch defeating Dewdrop by pinfall. The match would go 13 minutes, and it was for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Uh, I've seen a lot of uh, Dewdrop's work. I'm not really crazy on her name now, but uh, I've seen a lot of her work before she made it to the main roster, and she's very good in the ring. Uh, I like. I like watching her. I think that it it gives a different dynamic to a match uh, when she's in it. And uh, this was a big spot for her. Um, I hopefully I fear that this is just going to be her one spotlight, and then she's just going to get pushed down the card because this is kind of the way WWE does things more often than not. Um, this match was okay. Uh, it went exactly how I thought it was would go. Um, you know, the work from both was fine. Uh, you know, they seem to play into each other's strengths well enough. Um, obviously, Dewdrop being who she is, the match kind of had to be fashioned a little bit around her and uh, how just her sheer, you know, strength, size, that kind of thing. So I think that they did well with that, working with that. Um, but this match went exactly as I thought it would because you're, you're not going to take the title off of Becky Lynch before WrestleMania. You're just not going to do that. So this was this was what it was for me. Let it... Yeah. Well, so first of all, Sarah Logan used to be Crazy Mary Dobson. So I caught myself on that. Uh, you know, I like this better than I thought I would. I thought it was going to be bad. Um, I hate the name Dewdrop. I think it's the worst name ever, especially how can you take her seriously with the name like Dewdrop? You can't. Edgar Nevin's a fine name. Uh, and I think the commentators had a bet on who could say Dewdrop the most because they seemed to have just kept punching her name every sentence. That's a, that's a Vince thing in the in their ear. I guarantee. Yeah. I guarantee mm-hmm. he's like, you got to keep saying her name, Dewdrop. You got to just kept, keep saying it because nobody yeah. likes it. You can't tell me anybody in the back likes that name. You just can't. No, no, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything for her. I was she's green yet but i was kind of surprised by by one you know she was good but how becky worked with her i think this was a a good 
little person, you know, decent big versus little match, I should say. Not that Becky's a little person, quote unquote, air quotes, but she's <laughs> a smaller wrestler than right. Dewdrop is. Now, let me ask you this since you watched the product is Becky the heel and Dewdrop the face? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's basically how it goes. Um, because that's how they were wrestling, but the crowd reaction was opposite. She was uh, Dewdrop was previously aligned with a heel, um, mm-hmm. but then they parted ways, and Dewdrop kind of went off on her own and was pretty much the face there. Uh, Becky Lynch, like they want to make her just a sh- like a sheer heel, so they changed it from you know they still refer to her as the man here and there, but like she's big time Bex now. Yes, and, I heard that used, and is kind of like the cocky heel. Um, you know, I think that the crowd liked her as this kind of, uh, rough around the edges, you know, kind of anti-hero face. I I thought that that worked for her, um, but she's a heel now and it is what it is, but yes. Okay. Yeah. That kind of confused me. Um, but yeah, I liked a lot of the spots. There was the Molly go round spot, which was called as such by Corey Graves, and then Becky's reaction after when that didn't get the pin. I thought the finish was cool. The uh, manhandle slam off the second turnbuckle I thought looked really cool. So this was, to me, one of the singles matches, this might have been my my favorite of the night, actually. But it had a lot to do with me recognizing, oh, Becky's really helping Dewdrop get through this. Like, this is how a veteran gets a younger talent through something. Yeah. And I, I was surprised by it. Maybe it's because I went in with zero expectations that I came out of it going, oh, yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you had mentioned her name before, Piper Niven. And, uh, you know, she did a lot of good stuff at uh, NXT UK. Um, yes. That was, that was back when I really watched NXT UK uh, mm-hmm. pretty, pretty regularly. But uh, anywho, um, the next match is Bobby Lashley against Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship. Bobby Lashley had MVP. Brock Lesnar had Paul Heyman. Bobby Lashley would win the match by pinfall in 10 minutes and 15 seconds. So this was the big match that I was looking forward to the most. This was, and they even talked about it on commentary. This is one of the last big dream matches. Um, Did it live up to those expectations? Well, I thought that the work between them was at what I expected, and I thought it was fine. They started out with a little bit of wrestling, a little bit of like strength versus strength. Uh, they then got into the suplex thing and all that t- sort of stuff. I thought the match was going fine. I hated, hated, hated the way that it ended. Um, and here's why. Not just because they're kind of putting a preference on, you know, Roman Reigns and the Paul Heyman connection and all that kind of stuff. The difference between the way this match was constructed and the way a match in AEW right now is constructed is, you know, night and day because this match meant nothing to anybody in the back except for Roman Reigns coming out at the end and doing his spot and Paul Heyman turning on Brock Lesnar. That was the focus. That was what everybody was building towards in an AEW sort of match. If these two guys were to face each other, they would have had a lot of time. They would have gotten a really good match done. And then they would have gotten to the other shenanigans. That's the difference. The difference is the focus. And this 
like was kind of this match was kind of thrown together by accident, you know, based on Roman Reigns and the COVID status and all that kind of stuff sort of changed plans. Um, but and I'm glad that it got in the ring, but it just seemed to me that it wasn't given the attention that it deserved. I imagined that it would go around 10 minutes, maybe a little bit less, you know, based on how short Lesnar's matches are these days. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just, I think that they could have gotten a little bit more out of both these guys. I think both these guys wanted to have a little bit more done for whatever reason. And we'll talk more about this when we get to the men's rumble, they are really, really heavy on the reins Lesnar setup, And I think to the company's detriment, I truly believe that at this point. Um, but that aside, we'll get more into that later. Uh, Leonard, what did you think of this match? You know, I figured this was going to be relatively short, but hard-hitting and intense, and it was. Um, smiling, happy Brock is so funny to me, but cool. Like, I can't help to smile when I see him smile. He's surprised, that she... by the way, that he can do promos. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it irritates me because, like, yes, I realize since he's come back from the UFC, like, he doesn't do any promos because Paul Heyman is always his spokesperson. Like, I get that. But, like, the Lesnar before UFC could do promos. Like, the Eddie Guerrero program had him, like, dancing around in, in like, a mariachi. Yes, I remember that. Like, yeah. He can do promos. Anyway, I digress. Go ahead, Leonard. Yeah. No, anyway, I thought, you know, I, this match had such a great build, build for the beginning of it. You know, Brock gets a German, Lashley gets one, then Brock gets two, then Lashley gets two spears. Then you have the spear into the timekeeper's area outside, which had really nice impact. Several German suplexes in a row. That kind of killed the momentum a little bit for me. Um, I liked how they milked the full Nelson spot. Where things started to fall apart was the double ref bump. And that might have been miscommunication or timing or something because they hit him and then they hit him again. And you don't really need to do that. Just hit him once. Um, and of course that was so Reigns can come out. And when I compare that to the first match, we talked about how much I disliked it. Reigns seemed different here. I don't know if it was because the way he connects to Lesnar or the way he connects to Heyman, but like I said, he, it felt to me like he was play acting in the first match, but here he seemed more attuned to what he was doing. Like, like I'm into this and, um, the Heyman, the Heyman, Heyman is so good. Like, without saying anything, just with the facial expressions, the way yeah. he handed over the title very nonchalantly, the way he walked out, like, behind and to the right of, of Reigns. Like, not with him, right. but groveling behind him almost. Right. Uh, be- beautiful, beautiful. Um, I, 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 agree, I agree with you that, yeah, the focus is very – and I think WWE's always been that way. Yeah. And that was always something that really – ground on me forever is they got to the point where the commentators and WCW in the late era was bad about this too. They were, they would talk about everything, but the match in front of their face. Yeah. They would talk about, you know, especially WCW, they talk about the NWO and Goldberg and everybody else, but they wouldn't call the match in front of them. And, and that's not quite this, but yes, I get your idea that everything is, about Reigns versus Lesnar and everything else and go screwed more or less. Yeah. So, but I thought this was really good up until the wonky finish. I, I enjoyed the uh, connection between those two guys. And, and before we move on, I do say that this does leave it a little open-ended 
because Lesnar has unfinished business with Reigns and unfinished business with Lashley. Now, yes, they're probably going to do Lesnar uh, Reigns, and and actually, when I did my the the Royal Rumble pick them, I, I a lot of people picked Brock Lesnar, and I was like, well, Brock doesn't need the win to get at Reigns, right? But someone could use a win to get at Lashley, and actually, I picked Biggie Langston because uh, I figured that may be the most logical person for Lashley to go against. Right. But anyway, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. So this, this again, there's so many things that I liked in certain matches and then some, like, a giant black eye. Yeah. That would be the story of the night. But moving on. I was, uh, by the way, I was texting with uh, Eric, who was a former writer of 411, and mm-hmm. uh, obviously I did uh, dailies to downloads with him, another show. Um, and he was saying before the, the event started, he was, he was saying, you know, I just hope Lesnar doesn't win the Rumble. <laughs> and uh, because Lesnar was the favorite in my head, I was like, well, there's only one scenario that could have that happen, have him win the Rumble, which would be him losing to Lashley. And mm-hmm. then some, and sure enough, and he was saying that he thought that the match between Lashley and Lesnar, that he made Lashley kind of looked like an idiot because you, you know, he couldn't even put like one of, you know, one of Lesnar's uh, F5s, you know, he couldn't deal with. And, uh, you know, it really didn't make Lashley look as strong as what he could have, which is, was basically what he was saying, mm-hmm. um, which, which I, which I don't totally disagree with. Um, like I said, but that leads into what I was saying before, which is that I think that they could have gone longer. I think they could have gotten a, a good, physical match between these guys that was straight up and didn't have to have the shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next match is edge and Beth Phoenix defeating the Miz and Maurice by pinfall in the mixed tag match, which went 12 minutes and 30 seconds. And I saw most of this match, but it was my piss break match Leonard. And <laughs> well, well I, I didn't watch it live. So I was able to freeze things as I needed to. Uh, this went longer than I thought I would say take, five minutes from here and give it to Lesnar Lashley. Um, I love the matching outfits and contrasting colors that the couples had, you know, it was very coordinated that way. Um, as, and Miz and Edge did most of the work, uh, which would make sense. Um, yeah. I thought this was going to be a comedy match. It really wasn't. Uh, it probably would have played better that way. What we got here was fine. Yeah. It also could have been a singles match, but I think the women added another level to the dynamic here. Um, Phoenix, to me, looked a little rusty, and Maurice looked a little bit better than I remembered her being. But again, she wasn't given a lot to do. Right. Um, she was given enough to do. I thought the the power bomb by Beth on Miz was really cool. Uh, the Rana that Maurice got on Edge, I thought was was pretty good for her, especially. Um, I don't like how the referee kind of threw out the rules towards the end and just let everybody go. Right. You know, and, and that's, I see that a lot and read a lot about that in current stuff. It seems like no one enforces the rules. The referees have no power really. It's just do whatever you need to do because that's the way we book the match. Right. So they kind of lost the thread at the end. Um, and even the commentators drew attention to that. Like when you've got the commentators saying, Hey, hey, the ref is just letting things go here. That 
points out how egregious it is. The the, the uh, finisher I thought was really cool. The double spear into the stereo glamazon slams. The fact that Edge did did the glam slam uh, was was really cool. So I like the finish here. I understand it was a match to be a match, and um, but it was fine. It was fine for what it was. I think they weaved the women into it well. Uh, I think Edge and Miz seem to have good chemistry with each other. Um, I mean, these are guys who are veterans and they know how to work. So you uh, get to a point where it's kind of hard not to at least put on an okay match uh, with two guys like this because they just they can't do less. You know, they 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 know what they're doing. Yeah. So um, obviously, before this, Edge and The Miz had their singles match, which Edge won. So I thought that if they were going to extend this feud, I would I assumed that The Miz and Maurice would get a win here. Mm-hmm. that they would then have like a big blow off between edge and the Miz after the, this, but I mean, by the way it looks here, it looks like this feud is, is being put to bed now. Um, and just because edge and Beth Phoenix won it, yeah, it was what it was. I kind of, like I said, uh, in a previous show, the mixed tag tournament that they did on Facebook years ago was kind of played as half serious, half for laughs. And I like that approach to a mixed tag. Um, this one had some fun moments in it. Uh, I'm not a fan of The Miz in any way, um, but, you know, this match was okay for me. Um, I, I agree with you that uh, the uh, being that the men did more of the work, the women, you know, aren't nearly as good of workers, obviously. Um, but, uh, you know, Maurice was fine and Beth Phoenix was, obviously she hasn't been in the ring and doing nearly as much. She's been on, she was on commentary previously in mm-hmm. NXT. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. Um, this, this match was fine for what it was, but uh, yeah, so this was the uh, lead up. Oh, I forgot to tell you. So my wife was in the room for this match, the mixed tag. And uh, when they said the it couple versus the grit couple, she was like, that is the lamest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I couldn't, this is the thing. Like she'll be in the room for all the stuff that's like lame or corny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and I have no defense for it. But uh, anywho, um, the last match was the men's Royal Rumble match. It went 51 minutes and 10 seconds. So the women's Rumble match went longer. Um, Let's go over the entrance here really quickly. Number one, you had AJ Styles followed by Shinsuke Nakamura, Austin Theory, Robert Roode, Ridge Holland, Montez Ford, Damian Priest, Sami Zayn, Johnny Knoxville, Angelo Dawkins, Almos, Ricochet, Chad Gable, Dominic Mysterio, Happy Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, Sheamus, Rick Boogs, Madcap Moss, Riddle, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Rey Mysterio, Kofi Kingston, Otis, Big E, Bad Bunny, Shane McMahon, Randy Orton, and Brock Lesnar at number 30. Brock Lesnar would win the match at number 30. And I had two picks. I mean, when I was doing my picks in my head, I was going under the assumption that they wouldn't have Lesnar in the Rumble, even though he was the heavy favorite. Um, So I was hoping it would be somebody like AJ or Riddle. In my opinion, like one of those two guys would make the most sense. Um, But it was Lesnar. And then when AJ came out at number one, my heart sank. (laughs) I was like, oh, I was like, he's not going to be in it at the end. You know, he might be the uh, guy that lasts the longest. I don't even know if he was. He was in for like 30 minutes. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so overall, I thought that this rumble was 
really, really bad. Um, I didn't like it uh, for many reasons. Um, but the main reason is the fact that they just had Lesnar. Now, obviously, this is what he does, but they just had Lesnar come in and destroy everybody. And that, so he could win and get to Reigns. Everybody and their uncle feared that that was what they were going to do. And they just did it. They did what everybody expected them to do instead of building a star. One of the last great Royal Rumbles that they had was the one Drew McIntyre won. Why? Because they were building a star there. It was made sense. Lesnar was starting at one. He was going to win the whole thing as the champion. But then they have McIntyre come out and eliminate him, which throws everything up in the air. And then McIntyre went on to win. That made sense. It was really cool. A great moment for him. This one, in my mind, kind of went over akin to a fart in church. Um, you know, because everybody knows what they're going for and there's no real big anticipation for that. And the reason is, is we've seen Reigns and Lesnar so many times already. This will be the third WrestleMania that they've headlined. Like it's overkill at this point. I realize in this, it has to be a Vince thing. It just has to be like, you know, maybe he thinks that these two guys are like one of those iconic feuds, uh, you know, Austin and rock, uh, you know, Hogan and Andre and they're not that in my opinion these are two big titans and they're great at what they do don't get me wrong but uh I think going for this again was a mistake and to the point where what I've read is that they literally have no idea what they're doing with Lashley going into mania like zero <laughs> um I I think if it were me booking it I would have kept Reigns and Lesnar apart. I would have given, like, there was social media feuds with Matt Riddle and Brock Lesnar. You could have had Lesnar stay the WWE champion and had him have a match with somebody like that. You could have given Reigns somebody else as well. Um, you could have had, you, you know, you could have saved the Lashley-Lesnar thing for WrestleMania if you wanted to. There's many other ways you think you could have gone to really have a good main card leading up. Um, but I thought some of the cameos here were very random, too much so. We knew Johnny Knoxville was going to be in it. We knew that that was just going to be played for laughs. That was fine. I wasn't bothered by that. Um, Shane McMahon, what? why? Why is he there? Like, he clearly is, like, you know, up there in age to the point where he doesn't do it enough. <laughs> and, like, they didn't – it's not like they built a feud there, at least not that I saw. Um, so why was he there? Um, Bad Bunny again? Yes, he's good in the – he's good. For what for being a musician, he's good. But why? Why? Um, they just – they have a lot of talent there that, in my opinion, won't be there in two years. There's a lot of guys there that I just don't see lasting. And then there's other guys – that are like, you know, not icons, but a superstar status that will be around forever that they just kind of leave hanging out there, you know, to dry. Um, so yeah, this was a disappointment to me, even though I like Lesnar, it was a disappointment to me. Leonard. Mm -hmm. uh, so for my rumble pool, I had numbers 25 and 26, which were Otis and Big E. And since I picked Big E to win, I was really excited when he came out. 
uh, but that didn't uh, pass for me. Um, I there was a lot less of the special cameos here than there was in the women's match, which oh I forgot to mention there were fourteen. I counted. Oh wow! Here, okay. Most of the people were regular wrestlers on the roster. You know, you only had a few. That being Knoxville and Bad Bunny and Shane McMahon, which felt really odd yeah. um, for them. Uh, you mentioned your wife. My wife was asleep on the couch for most of the time I was watching this. She woke up here and there, but she did wake up and see almost and was like, Who the hell is that? Right. And you know, he's seven foot three, he's 400 pounds. She heard the commentator say that and like was impressed. And I was impressed. Like, that's a, that's a big dude. Like, that's a dude that you could do something with. And he said, It was okay. obvious that he had he was going to be given the Andre or Earthquake spot. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 uh, you know he seemed okay from what I saw. Yeah, um, I have two. I had no idea who these guys are. I had no idea who Rich Holland was. Neither did I. He apparently hangs out with Seamus, and he wears <laughs> and he got his face busted. So, and the other was Rick Boogs, and I, I actually I was aware of, but I loved Rick Boogs. By the way, <laughs> I loved him. I loved the look. I loved the attitude. I loved how he, you know, pressed the guys above his head. I loved Rick Boogs. I could see the guitar for Shinsuke Nakamura, by the way. Oh, great. See, that's even better. Like, that's a guy I would pick up for, like, the corny fed I'm doing where the fantasy fed I'm doing that ran by Andy Kaufman. Like, Andy, like, Rick Boogs seems like he would fit into Andy Kaufman's wrestling federation. Uh, So I I enjoyed that. Um, There wasn't as much here as in the women's match, like, People getting their little showcases. Right. There wasn't uh, as much as little stories being told. There was the Drew McIntyre stuff with Corbin and Moss. Uh, right. That was a nice little story there. Um, I didn't know Dolph Ziggler was back, but I saw he was there. Um, oh, I like Chad Gable's the ring general. Like he came in and he started to direct traffic on almost. Yeah, he and that- Otis are a tag team, and uh, Dolph and Bob Bobby Roode are a tag team mm-hmm. as well. Well, I noticed that that they were calling uh, Bobby Roode Bob Roode. So he's Bobby Roode, Bob Roode, and Robert Roode. Yeah, it, so at one point there was a skit, and like I said, I, I don't watch religiously WWE every week, but uh, at one point they had a joke where Dolph Ziggler was like, you know, you know what they call me, or maybe it was Bobby Roode himself was saying, you know what they call me, they call me Big Bob. And and Big E was like, literally, nobody calls you that. And so that might have been where that started. And now, oh, they're, yeah. now they're just calling him Bob Rude. Yes. Anyway. So ne- next year, he'll be Rob Rude. Just all the different <laughs> variations. The only other thing I want to mention in the underneath part here is the Kofi Kingston bit, which was really dumb. I'm it guessing... Yes, I was. Yes, that's that was a total botch. I'm guessing he was supposed to catch himself, and he didn't. I think he tweeted about it afterwards, uh, mm-hmm. which is something in effect, you know, you know, you don't fail if you don't try, or something like that. It was some some quote along those lines, which basically told everybody that it was it was botched. Um, and uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, that that was there was too much to, to chance there because you have to hit it and grip it at just the right spot, that's and then true. I don't know. That should be a tagline for something, by the way. Hit it and grip it. By the way, and we talked about this in a previous episode. Leonard said he, you know, like that whole thing was getting old. If this isn't a sign that they need to retire it, 
Yes. I don't know what is. I don't like, I don't know if they care or they're paying attention that hard to it, but that is a sign that it needs to stop and be put on the shelf for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing he wasn't supposed to win. Yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he, how long he was supposed to hang out anyway. That's true. Yeah. You know, because they had to adjust on the fly because he wasn't, he wasn't in there, but that looked, yeah, it looked really bad and uh, it was, it was poor. Um, uh, oh, you know what? Uh, Bad Bunny, of course, I knew he was around, but I hadn't seen him before. The fact that he hit a Canadian destroyer impressed the hell out of me. I'll give, I'll give him that. Yeah, so he had a, you know, involvement at the last WrestleMania and uh, kind of impressed people. With yes, I was aware of that. And uh, so they brought him back here, uh, you know, because I guess they could and he wanted to. He's a big wrestling fan, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. So yeah. In anyway, you know, when when Brock came out at thirty, and the closer that they got down, when we got to thirty, and I was running through my mind, well, who's left? And like, well, unless it's a random person, like just someone random, like it's it's going to be Brock Brock Lesnar, which it was, and you know he tore through everybody like he would, and you know we've talked about that throughout the course of this episode. There's not much else to to say. Um, it, and, and I would say I like the women's match better than this one. This felt more like a traditional rumble in the yeah. eliminations and how guys were working, just trying to shove guys over and sort of the order of people went out, etc. So um, that now before we, we close up, there are two things I would say that drove me nuts on the night overall. One was the quick camera cuts. Did you notice this? Like, like they were doing these opposite angle camera cuts during a match. Yeah, all all the friggin' time, and it 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 got to the point where it was annoying, and it wasn't like cutting to get a better angle; it was just doing it to do it. Right. And then the other thing was the virtual graphics in the sky, like when people would walk out, and it looked like it was something because for, for the beginning, I thought they were hanging stuff from the ceiling. And I was like, oh, that's cool that they got like these things are hanging from the ceiling. And then I was like, well, wait a minute, no, that's just a graphic. But why is the graphic? Look, why are they making the graphic look like it's hanging from the ceiling? Right. Instead of being like a centralized graphic, you know. Right. You watch on YouTube, see my hand. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but that was like, why are they even doing that? It was re, it was really dumb. And I noticed a couple of flubs in the Rumble match. Uh, I believe it, it was when I think it was when Boogs came out. Madcap Moss's name was was behind him on the Tron. Oh wow. And uh, when, oh, when someone else came out, oh, yeah, when, um, oh, it, uh, the Street Profits. Um, Montez Ford? Montez or Ford, Yeah, when Angelo Dawkins came out, Montez's Ford's name was on the runner around the ring. No, that's... <laughs> so I know, I know, I noticed those two things because, again, not knowing who Rick Boogs was, and then it said Nacat Moss, I was like, that's not, that's not Moss, you know, like I know who Moss is, like who is it? So I think he was the one that got the Moss graphic, but somebody got a Moss graphic. So, and that's one thing. WWE is usually very good at their at their production, you know? So the fact that you have these production flubs and things like the camera angles and the graphics, the, the fake graphics hanging from the ceiling, not the fake hanging from the ceiling, I think speaks to maybe a bigger problem if stuff that isn't connected to the wrestling that they were always magnificent at they can't get right speaks to a bigger problem for me yeah um 
yeah no i agree like yeah they the kind of digital graphics that they have they've been doing that for a while and uh you know some of them i remember and other ones i don't you know roman reigns is one of the prominent ones uh you know when when he comes out um but uh it's worth noting that uh during the Becky Lynch dewdrop match, uh, somebody had tweeted that if fans' attention seems to be diverted, you know, they put a picture as to why, and that's because the pyro had started to melt the WrestleMania sign. <laughs> so, oh, nice. So they had to lower the WrestleMania sign uh, because it was literally starting to melt, and you can see pictures of that. I'll try and put one up if I find it. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was a, a little behind-the-scenes thing going on there. So, yes, production-wise overall – they've done better let's just uh put it put it that way um but yeah i mean in terms of my favorite thing i don't know i mean i guess by default the fact that i was able to see a dream match that i was interested in is probably by default my my favorite thing even if it didn't go exactly the way i wanted it to um it was cool to see rousey back um but you know my least favorite thing would be the just the fact that the rumble match is in is, is missing pat patterson in my opinion. And that's, you know, that's a tribute to him and the way he was able to do it. Um, it because in my opinion, they, they, it's not nearly structured as proficiently as it could be. Because when you leave the rumble match, you should have an idea of many different things that are going to happen yeah. coming towards WrestleMania. And I can think of one and that's Reigns and Lesnar, but that's it. This is a, supposed to be a two night event now. <laughs> like um so they're just they're not doing a good enough job with the rest of the roster they're just they're not um it's like the roman reigns show right now and uh i, I understand that to a degree but there are a lot of other talent there um you know kevin owens the Sami Zayn, just re-signed so you know those guys are making money let's give them something to do um anyway um but yeah so we'll, we'll see what happens when wrestlemania comes around i'm sure we'll get more into wrestlemania topics as that gets closer um but yeah any other final thoughts you have Leonard before we sign off here no I'm, you know just to mention my least favorite things we talked about was probably the opener I had a lot of problems with that one yeah. uh my favorite thing is hard to peg it might just be the women's rumble match oddly enough I know we talked about again I said this earlier if the idea was we're going to use this to build feuds and stars no if the idea is we just want to do something fun and cool I thought that match was fun and cool it was more so than the men's rumble match right and again I felt very blah because we've talked before that we both love the rumble we love the concept of it we love um you know the the the, the pay-per-view itself but more the rumble match and what you were saying about Pat Patterson, you know, I've booked rumbles in the fantasy wrestling feuds that I do. I, I just did a women's one recently. I did a men's one at the end of December. And they're tough. Yeah. You know, it's tough to book because, you, one, you got to figure out, well, what talent on my roster do I want to use? And what order do I want them to come in? And what stories do I want to tell? And who do I want to put over? And how do I want to put them over? And how do I want to use this to gear towards, you know, my next pay-per-view etc so there's really a lot to, to do there and again how many people do you leave in the ring when do you eliminate people right you, you know so so much to, to to go into that that that's it's it's a fun thing for me to book but it's also probably the thing that takes me the longest to write out right 
movies um, because it, it 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 takes the most to to map to map out. Um, and a lot of times I'll be writing it and I'll forget to eliminate somebody, and I got to go back and figure out how to get rid of them, or I'll have someone entering and go, oh no, it makes more sense they entered two slots before, and then rewrite it. Of course, writing something out like that is way different than booking it in practicality. Right. But yeah, the rumble is a fun thing to play with uh, because I think it is so unique. So yeah, this one was a bit of a disappointment to to me over, overall. And again, I'm not following the regular product. I I wasn't confused by anything. I figured out what the storylines were. And again, I keep up with the right. news. I know what the storylines were. I knew who most everybody was. Again, there was a few people I didn't know, but I figured out who they were pretty quick. You know, thanks. Some of that was thanks to the commentary. Rich Holland has a busted face, hangs out with Seamus. Good enough. <laughs> you know, Rick Boogs is a, is 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 a is a is a is a weirdo that it's fun. <laughs> Good enough. Yeah. You know, I I figured out the characters. So yeah, you know, I'm I, like I said, we would probably watch. We're probably gonna watch WrestleMania. We'll talk about WrestleMania. We'll see. But yeah, I have no idea what they're doing outside of Reigns, uh, Lesnar. I have no idea, which is bad because coming out of the Rumble, you should have at least your top four or five matches figured out or a yeah. good idea of what they're going to do. Right. And I don't have any idea what they're going to do with anybody. And of course, well, Rousey, Rousey Flair or Rousey Banks, we know that. You mean Rousey Lynch? Rousey Lynch, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. Rousey Lynch or Rousey Flair, we know that. Right. Um, but other than that, yeah right yeah and we will see um well let us know what you thought of this year's royal rumble if you agreed or disagreed uh if there's anything you think we should have talked about please let us know in the comments check us out on apple podcasts or spotify and or leonard my name is chad and she should have been in the rumble so alexa we'll see you out